This is episode five of Everyday Wellness, Mindset Matters, six ways to shift your mindset to lose weight and be happier. I'm Dr. Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist, here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, functional nutritionist and nurse practitioner. Let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Hello, hello. Today we are going to touch on mindset strategies and some of the science behind why this is such an important component of the work that we do with our own clients and patients, as well as, you know, just day to day existence, recognizing how important that mind body connection really is. Absolutely. And we've talked about mindset a lot on our podcast. And I talk about it routinely with my clients. But we wanted to break down mindset and help you to understand what mindset is and how you can use the principles and the science behind mindset to actually be healthier and happier. Who doesn't want that, right? Exactly, exactly. And you know, I have to be completely upfront that although I did part of my thesis (laughs) in some of this, um, I didn't really, really fervently believe in it until... I was probably 10 years into being a nurse practitioner. You know, that's the point where, you know, the fulcrum really hits where you've been doing it long enough that a lot of the work that you do is very intuitive with your patients. And all of a sudden I started to realize, I was like, wow, it's not that they want to be noncompliant. They just don't yet have their heads wrapped around all the changes they need to make and, and recognizing that, you know, once you get out of your way, people can have profound breakthroughs. Yeah. And sometimes it's about that getting out of your way is about doing less or undoing Mm -hmm. something rather than even doing something and undoing a certain way of thinking or uncovering a certain belief that's fueling a certain mindset can be the ticket that gets you to through that that difficult space or that gets you sticking with eating healthy foods or going to Mm -hmm. the gym regularly. Absolutely. It's amazing how that all transpires. And it's certainly something that we've really connected on. And, you know, I'm of the belief in the mindset that you need to be a lifelong learner. And so I always say you can Mm -hmm. teach an old dog new tricks, you know, now it's something that I I see in my clients, Um, you know, the profound changes, if they're really ready to make those changes, the profound action they can take as opposed to, you know, those people that are contemplating change and, you know, how you can kind of help support them. Right. Yeah. So I think we can start out by defining mindset and the most simplest definition is really just a setting of the mind. So mindset is a frame of mind from which we view the world and we view the world to simplify the potential number of millions and billions of options Mm -hmm. that are really out there. So it's our, our mindset is really our mind's way of simplifying things to make things doable. Because if we thought about all of the permutations and decisions that we could make every single day, it would be completely overwhelming. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, we've, we definitely have touched on this before when we're trying to, you know, find that elusive um, state of balance, uh, which we know is totally elusive, right. um, when we can compartmentalize and break things down and make it a little bit more tangible, uh, we'll have much greater success. And the research now is really catching up to what you had kind of intuitively known after being a nurse practitioner for several years is that mindset really plays a big role in health and well-being. And we both love science. We were trained in a science-heavy environment. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk about one of my favorite studies on mindset. So this study was conducted at Stanford University by Dr. Aliyah Crum. She's a psychologist there. And what they did was just, it was totally fascinating. So they went to um, hotels and they were talking to housekeepers and asking them about what they do on a daily basis. The first question they asked them was, do you exercise regularly? And they said, no. Well, I think any of us who have ever stayed at any hotel everywhere <laughs> has seen just how much work it is to clean a room and change the sheets and clean the bathroom and, and all of those things for eight to 10 to 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing was, these housekeepers really didn't view themselves as getting any exercise. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they took all of the housekeepers from this hotel together, um, and then they broke them into two groups. The first group was just kind of business as usual. The second group, um, they told the housekeepers that they were actually getting a lot of exercise that by doing all of these normal daily activities that are part of their occupation, that it was benefiting their health. They were getting a lot of steps in, they were lifting heavy objects, and that was equal to a lot of exercise. They essentially were exercising for most of the day, every day. Yeah, that's so that's amazing. The only, yeah, that was the only intervention that happened. They went on and went about their duties, and four weeks later, the researchers came back and they did a number of repeat measures on these housekeepers. So they, they did take some baseline health measurements. And what they found was that this group of housekeepers who had been told that they were doing this exercise that was benefiting their health had lost weight and had lower blood pressure, among other health measures. They, they were more positive and they scored higher on measures of happiness. Um, so once they viewed this work as an opportunity to exercise, it really had more of a physical impact on them. So think about that. Once they viewed it, once their mm -hmm. mind thought that they were exercising and doing good things for their body, their body responded with less, uh, with losing weight and lowering their blood pressure. Well, I wonder, you know, you know, we, we talk about this term neuro, neuroplasticity, which is like my my favorite word this year. Um, and basically, we think what we think actually structurally changes our brains. And so, you know, that's a good example. You know, to me, it speaks to so many things. But, you know, obviously, if their blood pressure is lower, they're less stressed. Um, maybe their perception was they weren't exercising. And then when they realized that they were, I mean, they probably felt a whole lot better about themselves. Yeah. Um, you look at any of those manual labor jobs, um, and, and housekeeping is absolutely one of them. Um, and, and people are, are working hard throughout the day. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. And I know we had sort of talked about just talking about one study, but I was so fascinated about this that I kept reading. And mm -hmm. 
the researchers were blown away by this. This was a study that was done um, in the early 2000s. So they wanted to replicate this in a different way to make sure that it just wasn't something sort of random. So they used, uh, they used the student population for this next study. And they brought students in and they fed these college students milkshakes. Like, you know, sign me up for that one when I'm uh, hungry, poor college students. Mm -hmm. um, so they had... Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients. And it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armra colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armra's colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced. And it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. The, uh, this first group of students was given a low-fat milkshake. And before they consumed the milkshake, they measured ghrelin, which is the hormone that signals the body to eat. It indicates mm -hmm. that the body is hungry. 
And after the students consume this milkshake, this low-fat milkshake, their ghrelin levels dropped, but only slightly. So their body was signaling them that they had taken in some food um, and that they were you know, getting full. So they went on their way. And then uh, a few weeks later, they brought the students back in and told them that they were being fed a full-fat milkshake. And it, it looked different than the previous one. It looked as if it were truly a full-fat milkshake. And they consumed the milkshake, and they found that their ghrelin levels dropped significantly more than with the first low-fat milkshake. So this signaled, again, that the body was full. Now, the interesting twist to the story is that both of the milkshakes were actually low-fat milkshakes. So the only variable that changed was what they were told about how much fat there was in the milkshake. And then their body responded in the form of ghrelin being suppressed more when they were told that it was a full-fat milkshake than in the previous low-fat scenario. So that was the only thing that changed, and it actually affected their hormones. That's amazing. Yeah, I get pretty excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny how, you know, for for those of us that are working in this, you know, environment, I love being able to tie in, you know, the actual hormonal adaption that's going on. So, you know, leptin and ghrelin are two hormones that impact satiety, so fullness, as well as impact appetite. And if they're out of balance, Mm -hmm. um, that could be hugely detrimental. So to recognize that they were actually measuring one of these hormones, which helped demonstrate, you know, scientifically what was going on, or to support scientifically what was going on, um, I think is really invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. So we know that science is good and it's cool to listen to these studies, but here on Everyday Wellness is good and it's cool to listen to these studies, but here on Everyday Wellness, we every day to increase your wellness. So now we want to talk about some ways to cultivate a healthy mindset. And the first way is really to be kind to yourself. So um, I have clients who think that if they're hard on themselves, then if they aren't hard on themselves, then they'll end up like depressed and eating Twinkies on the couch all day. But actually, this couldn't be further from the truth. When we are compassionate with ourselves, we want to do more of those things that make us feel better. We want to do things that take care of our bodies, like eating healthy foods and moving our bodies. But it's it's often so ingrained that we need to be kind of hypercritical of ourselves that it's hard to make that switch. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I I think, you know, the practice of being kind to yourself is something we're all constantly working on. Um, I certainly have days, I mean, generally, I'm a very optimistic, realistic person, but I have days where nothing is going the way I want it to. Um, And I have to just, you know, kind of take a deep breath and and practice some self care. And and those are strategies that I work in with my clients. I mean, a lot of the women I work with are are intrinsically very positive people. But I definitely have a couple that are more prone to, you know, kind of seeing the, the pessimistic side of everything. And so we always try to turn it around that, you know, some of the strategies that we work on together are really about Um, getting them focused on another way to look at the situation so that they're not feeling like they're beating themselves up, even if they look okay on the outside. I know internally, they're beating themselves up. A lot of it's the the terminology or language that they use, the internal speak that they have with themselves can be, you know, sometimes more profoundly detrimental than things that they say out loud. So yeah, um, I absolutely agree. And it's something I think that 
um, you know, even the most educated um, people really struggle with. I think, you know, it goes back to things that we've kind of touched on in other podcasts, but influence of, you know, social media can be beneficial or detrimental, depending on how um, secure people are feeling with, you know, whatever it is that's bothering them. So absolutely, I, my clients deal with this frequently as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think along with that, we can talk about getting rid of the negative self-talk. So in cognitive behavioral therapy, in my psychology world, we call these things cognitive distortions. So basically, we all have negative thought patterns that come up based on what we're exposed to in our early childhood years, based on social media, based on what culture tells us. But some of the most common that we do are catastrophizing, meaning Mm -hmm. immediately going to that worst case scenario. And we can all, I'm sure, think of times when that's happened to us or we've seen others do that. Using a lot of must or should in your daily conversation. I mean, this is really just another way of of beating yourself up when you use must and should reflected at yourself. And then the fourth fairly common type of cognitive distortion is all or nothing thinking or often referred to as black or white thinking when you don't see that things can be any sort of way in the middle. It's either you're at the gym exercising six days a week or why bother? I'll just be at home. So these types of thinking really are detrimental to our mindset. Absolutely. And I I think that, you know, one of one of my favorite Kellyisms that I've heard her say more than once is talking about, you know, taking responsibility for actions that you've you've under you've decided to take upon yourself. And as you say, it's not all um, flowers and unicorns. And I I love that kind of um, that kind of mindset, you know, piece, because just acknowledging that, you know, we're the, we live perfectly imperfect lives. We're not designed to be perfect. And, you know, even the best of us that do a really good job with communication, we can sometimes say things that'll come out just completely the opposite of where they were intended, or we sometimes say things that we shouldn't say. Um, and just, you know, taking responsibility for your actions can be really helpful. And then another strategy that we've talked a little bit about in the past as well is finding meaning and purpose in your life or job. When you know your why for doing things, when you know why you should be eating healthy or why you want to eat healthy, don't want to use should there, but why you want to eat healthy, um, then that's going to really help your mindset shift so that you're looking forward to eating healthy and going to the gym. When you have meaning around the things that you do, the things that you do become easier to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's amazing how that kind of works. You know, it's, it's why I always try to explain, you know, recommendations that I make for my clients. I'm not just telling you this because I want you to suffer and not eat foods that you want to eat. It's just there's (laughs) actual reasoning behind this that will make you feel a whole lot better. Um, The best example I can give, um, you know, most recently, I have most of my clients do elimination diets, and they're all personalized based on um, food sensitivity testing. And I have one client who was so honest. I mean, I respect and admired her so much. I mean, she really, really struggled with, you know, some of her favorite foods were on there. How am I going to eat? How am I going to go to work? How am I supposed to adapt to, um, you know, the suggestions that you're making? And and I said to her, I said, let's reflect back on um, why you came to me to begin with. You know, mm-hmm. what were you concerned about? Let's think about what your goals were at that time. And sometimes helping them, you know, take responsibility for, 
um, you know, the actions that they're doing. She was she was undermining her success is essentially what she mm-hmm. was doing. And, and we had to kind of get her back on track um, and do it in a very non-judgmental way, because I think that it's very easy for those of us that are in, you know, helping or serving environments, whether they're a healthcare provider or um, we're a psychologist or, or whatever our title is. Um, you know, it was not at all unusual for me when I worked in Western medicine to see healthcare providers getting very judgmental, sometimes out of frustration, not because they were trying to be bad people, but just acknowledging sometimes you've got to see it from their perspective and just trying to be gentle, you know, sometimes explaining the why mm-hmm. um, and the how can be really, really profoundly transformative. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. At some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believe that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bi Optimizers. Masszymes is a full spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other 
commercially available product with five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today, risk-free. They have a 365-day full money-back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Yeah. And I think as you're seeing the why and as you're thinking about meaning and purpose, it's important to do the next step, which is to see and practice being positive. I think that that fits into the why, because usually your why is something positive, Mm -hmm. something that you want in your life. But being positive doesn't mean that you're refusing to see the reality of things and Mm -hmm. to see and experience the negative aspects of life. But it does mean that you're choosing, you're consciously choosing to extract the good from every situation. And then when given a choice, you focus on the positive. So you provided a great example of this um, in an earlier podcast when we were talking about balance and we were talking about how you had recently gone through um, uh, an issue with your son where he had a medical situation and that he was very positive through all of this. So, you know, it's terrible when any of our children are hurt and injured. That's just one of the worst things to deal with as a parent. But yet you were able to extract good from that. You were able to say, I'm, I'm so impressed that he was able to go through this. And I'm excited because we, as terrible as it is, we still were, we were able to spend some quality time together mm-hmm. and I was able to be there with him. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think we all do better when, you know, we can try to find the good in a situation, even if it's not ideally what we would have wanted for a loved one or someone that we care about for sure. Right. Exactly. And along with this is gratitude. So we, there's a lot of information out there about gratitude and I think it's given lip service often, but I, I think that the research is there to back up just how powerful being grateful for what we do have can how powerful that is and what an impact it can really have on our health. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when I start the one of the very first things I do when someone signs on and has a package with me is I send them a gratitude journal. Um, And it's interesting, the people that get it, they are always so appreciative. They're like, this is fantastic. I can put this next to my bed, I can write down three things I'm grateful for every day. And, you know, it's not the substance, it's not the big things, it's the little stuff like today, it's not raining, or, (laughs) you know, I woke up without a headache. I mean, little things, but they're so profoundly transformative. But I think gratitude is absolutely one of the most powerful um, ways to kind of practice, you know, mindfulness and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, connection with your, your inner self. And, And I think that, you know, when you can connect or identify things you're grateful for, it just it keeps you much more grounded. I think that, you know, I live in an area where people sometimes, um, and it's not unique to where I live, it's probably throughout the United States, but certainly places where people sometimes get um, allured into um, focusing on material things that, um, 
you know, frankly, many of them can't afford, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other show. Um, but I think when people really get centered and are grateful for substantive things, um, they're going to be much happier. You know, you're never going to be happy with stuff. I mean, that people can have an endless well of stuff that they keep buying for themselves to fill a void. Um, but right. if you're truly grateful for the things that you do have in your life, it's amazing how transformative that can be. Yes. And I think when you're grateful, it sort of rolls into our next strategy, which is giving back. So when when you're feeling grateful for what you have, you have more desire to give back. And giving back can be formal as a volunteer in your community or your child's school, or it can be just random acts of kindness. I mean, smiling at someone on the street instead of looking away or looking down can be really important for you and for the other person. So I think, you know, all of these things that we're talking about are little things, but over time and when compiled together, they really add up to thinking about ourselves and the world in a different way, which essentially is our mindset. And along with that, I think that the people with whom we surround ourselves and the environments that we live in are really crucial to our mindset. I know that even if I'm not able to interact with a lot of people on a certain day or people who fuel and feed my healthy, positive outlook on life, I will listen to podcasts. Sean Croxton's Quote of the Day podcast is on my playlist every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll listen to things like that that will put me in touch with the support and the other messages and the, the other people who believe that there's a positive spin on things. Absolutely. You know, I, I think that, you know, we were talking about this before we jumped on today that, you know, the the people that we spend the most time with are the ones that have the greatest influence on how we feel about how we view ourselves, how we view the world. Um, and for me, you know, my husband, I'm embarrassed to say this, he's in his 40s, but he never listened to podcasts until fairly recently. And he kind of wasn't really sure about the concept. And I said, well, if you have to be in your car, mm-hmm. you might as well be learning something exactly. or you might as well be doing something that's stimulating your brain. That was kind of how I initially got invested in doing them. Um, but yeah, they're definitely favorites. I mean, the other thing we were talking about with podcasts um, was that sometimes they're really long. And so for me mm-hmm. to have the attention span uh, of, you know, more than 30 minutes, it has to be really, really, really good content. And there's only a few that I'll listen to beyond that. So Listeners, be aware. We are very time sensitive. <laughs> we will always make sure that we are um, focused on maximizing the time that we have um, with you listening to us. We will not. Um, we will not take advantage of of you know trying to take an hour of your day away from you. And our final strategy is living in the present moment. So in psychology, we learn that the past, focusing on the past, is where depression arises. And focusing too much on the future is where anxiety arises. So the present moment is really the only thing that is real and the only thing that we know for sure. And when you're able to do that, when the depression and the anxiety fall away, you're left in more peace and health. Now, we're going to end with those strategies for today. And I wanted to end with a quote from Henry Ford. This is one of my favorites, and it really typifies how our mindset can work for us. So he said, whether the whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So your mindset really sets you up for how you're going to live your day and your life. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny. My mom um, just retired from, she 
oversaw that whole medical system in Michigan. So I, I feel like I've been very Henry Forded, fortified over the last several years, um, kind of a prolific thinker, you know, way ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So really, our take home message for you is that mindset matters. It matters for your health, for your finances, for your relationships. And we hope that you can take even one or two of these tips that we've provided today and start implementing them in your life. And then reach out to Cynthia or me. Links are below. And let us know how it's out to Cynthia or me. Links are below. And let us know how it's going for you. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.